Welcome to the Cheryl and Shirley Show. Today I interview John Reekheimer. He's running as a candidate for the 12th District in Sawyer County Board of Supervisors. The election is April 5th. I had a great time chatting with John. I appreciated his time. And I just want to say thank you for listening and make sure to follow us, The Shirl and Shirley Show. We have a website at slabar.podbean.com. S-L-A-B-A-R-R-E dot podbean, P-O-D-B-E-A-N.com. They also have an app. If you'd like to look them up, Podbean, make sure to hit share and follow. We would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much and have a great day. I just... So, uh, right. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll get started here. Okay. All right. Welcome to the Cheryl and Shirley show. This is Cheryl today. Shirley's on a little vacay right now. So I'm going to be speaking with John Ringhammer. He is in Sawyer County and he's running for a position up there on the county board. So I'm going to let John introduce himself and maybe say a little bit about what he does and what he's done in his background and talk a little bit about what's going on up there. So without further ado, here's John. Thanks, Cheryl. Um, well, I'm John Righeimer. As Cheryl said, I'm I'm running for um, Sawyer County Board District 12. District 12 in Sawyer County is the town of Spider Lake. Uh, it's a portion of Round Lake, which is Ward 2, and a portion of Winter, Wisconsin, which is Ward 1. So it's a big geographic area, but a lot of that's national forest. So, um, you know, it, it, it needs to be big to pick up the population. Um, I'm, I'm running... I'm running really, I guess, two ways I would answer that, why I'm running. I think that's important. Uh, one is I think it further, I need to further walk my talk. And what, what's my what's my walk and what's my talk? And that is the importance of being involved locally. Now, I often say um, that we win our country and we win our state back locally first. I think to put it another way is, you know, in my eyes, it's Sawyer County. It's Northwest Wisconsin, it's Wisconsin, it's America first, and it's in that order. We have to focus uh, locally. I'm already involved locally in other things. I'm the, the chairman of the Republican Party here in Sawyer County. I am uh, also on the board of a 501c4 conservative uh, um, effort called Northland Freedom Alliance. So I was a little reluctant to uh, to come in as a candidate, but when um, there was no one running. I was asked to run because we needed somebody to do it. So that's why I, I became a writing candidate. The, the thought of me running was not there when, you know, early enough to go get your signatures and be put on the ballot. So I thought, well, I was reluctant about it. And part of me at first was, well, every politician should be reluctant, I think, to, to serve because, you know, I don't need to do this. <laughs> um, but I think I should do that. And that is, again, to walk my talk to be more locally, more locally involved, you know, and then as far as the Sawyer County board goes, there's nothing I can specifically point to that I think they've done wrong, you know, because it would be somewhat easier if I said, hey, they're doing this wrong. And, if, you know, I need to get there to, to change that. So I don't really necessarily see that in, in Sawyer County. So I'm not running because I think they're doing a poor job, but I'm running because I want to make sure that Sawyer County is protect it and stays strong and remains a great place to live because locally, you know, we have seen some crazy things that have gone on in the last couple of years. Again, not with the Sawyer County board, but in Sawyer County, locally, I won't mention the other, the other political or the other governmental agencies, if you will, have done some crazy stuff. And um, I, I think we need to make sure that there's people on these local boards 
and 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 sitting in offices that have um, that will basically you know do the right thing for the community, not overstep their bounds. Um, so, I'm a big believer in Reagan's view of government, in that you know his quote is, "Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem." And to me, that means, you know, in, in a great way, it's government, good governing is just staying out of the way. Absolutely. Um, I think that um, you said a whole bunch there, John. And yeah. one of the things that that I can throw in there is you're stepping up for all the right reasons. And it is true. We have to look. Um, for, for a while there, I think we lost sight of what really is important. And I think COVID has brought us back to what is important. And really, we have to start locally if we're going to make any kind of changes. And for someone to step up and do it as a write-in, that is a uh, very admirable because, you know, you probably would have done it before if you would have known that, you know, it was uh, available. And you, like you said, you hadn't really thought about running. Many times people don't. And then all of a sudden they go, well, you know, somebody came to me and they asked me, should I run? And then you start thinking about it and you go, oh, well, now it's too late to turn in the paperwork. So it doesn't right. mean you can't run still. And so that's very admirable to go in as a write-in and also to have these other hats. Sometimes that can put a damper or it can be a, an addition. It can be a positive. So you just don't know. And then county board can be, it, it's nonpartisan. The spring elections are nonpartisan. Right. So you're not really going on there as a chairman of a Republican party. You're going Correct. on there as a person who lives in Sawyer County and cares about Sawyer County and wants to, um, wants to make sure that Sawyer County is covered by someone in that district because you live in that district and you care about that district. One of the Correct. things that's always bothered me is when people would say things like, you know, you don't want clean water. You don't want this. Are you crazy? I live there. <laughs> of course I want clean water. <laughs> of course I care about what's going on here. Of course I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say, okay, not every tree. I mean, that is a natural resource. Let's use what we have, which right now nationally is not happening, but statewide, we are really looking at what you just talked about was you have to start local, you move up to county, and you move up to state, and that is so important. If you have a state running well, then you're in good good condition. I mean, you know, I look at some of the states that are run by Republican governors, and they're doing fantastic. Mm -hmm. Some of them run by Democrat governors aren't doing so well, yet some of them have Republican Assembly and Senate, which we're grateful for here. Mm -hmm. So. I'm really happy that you stepped up because I think you're a pretty good guy. Um, what I know of you, what I've, I've only known you for a short time, mm -hmm. but I can say that um, I respect you and I respect that you're doing it because I do know it is a tough gig to get into the political arena as a candidate and also to serve on a board, especially a diverse board such as Sawyer County. Right, which which my first surprise was how, how, many, how many seats there are there. I'm like, wow, maybe that's a good thing, right? That's when... Bad things can't happen when you got so many people that have to have to sign off on things. But you know, going back to that local piece, I was at a you know a meeting greet last night here in um, in Sawyer County, and the turnout was, you know, on one hand, you need to do these things, and you're grateful for the people that show up. But it was a little disappointing on the one hand. I think it was about twelve people that showed up. But I made a point to congratulate them. I said, you know, them being there, that's another example of being involved locally, and. I've been preaching this mantra for you know a little over a year now, local, 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 and we are we are it is getting better, but it's like the nature of anything. It's it's just life. It's just hard to 
pull people, you know, you know, to do things. But um, and so it goes back to running. You know, if I I think it's only going to help me to some degree. You know, if I can't, if not me, then who? You know, if I'm not going to step up and I'm preaching locally all the time, well, then I'm really not being genuine to to what I'm saying. My my intention is not to be sitting on the county board. I don't want to be one of those people says I'm only running for one or two terms and I'll leave because uh, I don't know what I'll feel like in, 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 in one or two terms. But if I do, if I am, um, you know, if I am voted in, uh, my intentions would be, you know, at this point to, you know, it's a two year term, uh, get your feet wet, understand what's going on uh, probably run again for a second term. But my hope would be after that second term, that there's other people that, that, that local traction and people being involved picks up steam and that there's, you know, more people that want to step up and say, you know, I'm ready to, uh, to get, you know, more involved and, and have them, you know, take over that seat. Yep. Sadly, what I have found being involved in the political arena for many years is people don't really pay much attention. Like when you said that about meet and greet, 12 people show up. That's not so bad. I mean, I don't know where your meet and greet was. Was it out in Spider Lake? Was it, you know, who knows? Was it right in Hayward? But the problem is, that they don't until something happens. Yes. You know, somebody's elected, someone's in the seat and then all of a sudden something happens and they come to the County board meeting and they go, what in the world shaking their fist? What do you think you're doing? And if they would have paid attention to who was running and elected, it would make a gigantic difference. And that's what people need to understand. I get it that right now people are very concerned about feeding their families and getting them off to school and doing what's right. And, uh, you know, concentrating on working and keeping a job. And things have been really tough the last couple of years. And, uh, you know, I think going forward, we have to really focus on that and locally and start making sure that we pay attention. I'm trying to do that here. And I know you're trying to do that there by serving in other positions too. So I wish you the very best on that. And uh, I just wanted to know, I don't, I don't really know if there's some kind of huge issue right there right now that kind of drove you to do this too, or if it was just the fact that you felt like you should step up and, you know, run. Yeah. A lot of it, I think it was, you know, again, to, to do what I preach and step up and run. There's not a huge issue. There was some, the school board, like everywhere else, that's probably a hotter issue than, than, than County board, you know, the County board here in, in, the school board here in Hayward, you know, initially uh, had the mask mandate. The community did not want it. And uh, the community had a fight, really, really hard to uh, squeak through a, uh, a vote at the school board to uh, make masks optional. So that was a victory, if you will, from from my from my standpoint. Um, but that's what got people's attention. But even then, you know, that's kind of died down a bit. You know, the the um, the fever that was there when this was going on past this last spring, a year, it'll be a year ago, this upcoming spring, almost a year ago. It's kind of squelched a little bit. I think people have you know, short memories, I guess. And, yeah. um, but we need to, we need to keep that going. So, and, and so then going into another reason why I'm running, if, if there is, you know, it's kind of one of those things you don't, you said it, but the people shaking their fist, you don't know what idiotic uh, thing a, a local government uh, body may, may enact until after it's done, you know, and, and then it's, then it's too late, like you said. So, you know, part of my part of me is, you know, if that were to come to Sawyer County, I, I'll be a no vote on that stuff. You know, I will work hard to not have what I think are 
you know, unnecessary and, um, and, and, and ludicrous things come across from a, from a local, you know, governing body. You know, so, again, to me, local government should not be much more complicated than um, law enforcement, emergency services, quality infrastructure and roads. I mean, it, that should be the gist of it. Yes, and it should. Everything else, everything beyond that is kind of noise and, um, and wrong. And, you know, and Sawyer County is growing too. So, you know, we are getting an influx of Illinois people, which I'm one of them. Um, <laughs> there's Minnesota people, but sometimes people from Illinois and Minnesota, um, think differently than, than I do or what they think is good for a community. And so, you know, I think we need, again, I think the Sawyer County board's done a good job. So we need to make sure when there's open seats that, um, solid, solid people, you know, fill those seats and not just let it, you know, fall to the wayside. And like you said, all of a sudden, Hey, how'd that happen? <laughs> yeah, it does happen a lot. I've seen it many times. And then, like I said, I've seen it where people get so angry, then they're at showing up at the board meetings and they're shaking their fist and they're saying, you know, why did you do this? Why did you let this happen? Or why didn't you tell us? And part of the problem in the Sawyer County area too, is that you don't really have like local TV stations or things like that. You have local radio, but they really don't talk much about the political Correct. arena in that area. And I find that unfortunate. And the newspaper, I can say, you know, just like any other newspaper, I think it's just once a week now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, you know, you already know all the information before you get the paper because right. it's all right. happened and everybody's talking about it. So you get the paper and then you can go online too and, and look at the stories and all, but you don't have much of a voice until after it's already done. And if you don't attend school board meetings or you don't attend city council or, or county board meetings, then you really aren't in the know and you just see something and you go, well, I wonder why they did that. Well, ask them. I mean, there were many times I called my mayor or I went over to his house and talked to him in Hayward and you get to know him. You know, you, you find out why, why did they do this? Why is the city attorney saying this? You know, what's going on? And it's the same thing with county. You have to go and you have to talk to people that are representing you. And you have to, and, and you know, your phone may ring, John. <laughs> it, it already has. Unfortunately, sure. but it, it already has because I have my, my number on my, I can't, my campaign card. But you're right. You know, when, what you're saying again is, is local involvement. You know, local involvement can mean running for office. Um, it doesn't have to be, though. Local involvement is coming coming to those meet and greets like we had last night. Local involvement is coming to the, you know, dare I say, the county Republican Party here in Sawyer County. We, we update people on that. Uh, the Northland Freedom Alliance that we're involved in, that's a way to be local. Going to going to the a board meeting every now and then or watching it on Zoom. Uh, school. Those are all ways to be, you know, locally involved. You don't have to run, but it's all kind of the same. It all comes together. It's all part of that same same effort to keep a, a community strong. Right. I agree. And I, one of the things, too, I, I guess that I can say this out loud. You probably won't have masks on at your county board meetings, huh? That I would I would not be in favor of that. I know that was I mean, I'm to the point where I think I, I, I yeah I, I would I would actually actively work hard uh, to forbid that um, for whatever I yeah. can do to stop that. I, I'm done with the mask theater. It's um, I think most people are done with it. Um, I do think that you know it's sad how it went away so fast when it was just the state of a union kind of thing. Um, <laughs> you know, and obviously that's nationally, but it's just very interesting how things have unfolded and how political things became over the last few years and how hateful 
people have been. I, I've always been friends with people from many different backgrounds, and I've never had an issue. And that's why, like, when you're voting for someone that's running for, you know, any kind of a local office or anything, you normally know them in a small town to some degree. So you can walk up to right. them and you can talk to them in the grocery store or you see them at the gas station and you can ask them a couple things. And I can always agree to disagree with someone and move on and not hold ill feelings or be angry. But boy, I see that a lot right now. And I'm not sure where that's coming from. But I wish we could tone that down. And I hope that when you um, are elected and you're in that position that you will work towards, you know, proper discourse and and agree to disagree uh, without being angry or something. I mean, it's just a, it seems like we're going down that path and I, I don't like that path. And I think we need to change it as much as we can. And we start with each other, you know, that's where it starts. It's each other, which is also local. I could say that's, you start locally. And I think a lot of that anger comes from a national media fed you know there's the fake news but there's also the conservative news that i'm not saying it's fake but it gets people riled up and they don't know what to do with that anger if you will um you know i think there's 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 a few things you can do with that anger one you can get involved locally and say well what am i the only thing i can do about it is to get more involved locally we've talked about various ways you can do that and and that's a way to deal with that that frustration the other way is to just put your head in the sand. So there's a lot of people that do that. And then the third way is that they get they get angry, but they have no release for it. There's nothing instructive with it. So they're just angry. <laughs> I totally agree with you. I think it is very sad and and to have that kind of anger and to live with that. That's the other yeah. thing. You know, I ran across someone locally here that um, voted a way for a president that I would not have voted. And, you know, she was... Um, kind of ignoring me for a while. She did speak to me yesterday because everybody was out because it was beautiful, by the way. <laughs> and in, in Northwoods, you know, we kind of like it when it's beautiful in the spring. We never right. know what's going to happen. And um, I just asked her how she was feeling now about how she voted. And she gave me the look like you would have thought I, you know, and I said, hey, I'm just asking. I was not being rude <laughs> or anything. I said, right. I really and truly just wanted to know because you know, we're concerned about one border, but not concerned about another. And I said, right. um, you know, my concern was the southern border when her and I talked the first time. Oh, that's right. never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Well, it's happening. <laughs> and it's because of the way people voted. And, you know, she actually did tell me to my face the reason she voted the way she voted was because she didn't like somebody tweeting out stuff. Well, <laughs> that doesn't really, I, I don't think that's a really good reason to vote for someone. So. That's just my take on that, but yeah. Well, there's I, a, as a society, we 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 feelings mean a lot, but we we're feelings are overtaking. You know, we shouldn't let feelings dictate decisions such as how you vote. I mean, because that's really just a feeling of, you know, I don't I, I don't think, like the personality or the way the the news media that you know right, sheds light but, on that personality. It's a it's a feeling. I didn't. I didn't feel I liked him. You know, yeah. There was no, uh, facts. That's what Ben Shapiro yeah. says. Feelings are not facts. And that's the truth. And you really do have to search for your facts nowadays. It's not like it used to be where you got your news and, you know, Walter Cronkite. And he might have been extremely on some side, but you didn't know that. You couldn't tell that because right. he, he reported the news, which is what I thought that was all about. But journalism has turned into something different. And you're right. Even the conservative news media, you know, sometimes I hear a story or I'll listen to something and I'll go, what was that all about? Because I don't even understand why they said that. And 
you really have to do your research. You really have to know what you're doing and you have to look into what is going on and make your own informed decision. That's another thing. Talk to people, ask them, and especially when they're running for office. So John, what's your background? Because I don't know if anybody yeah. knows that. I know I don't really know it. So yeah, just, right. Yeah. Which is funny because it, it doesn't come up much unless I unless I bring it up. I guess I don't you know talk about it much. Um, yeah, my background is um, I'm in the energy business. I have my own company which I started 22 years ago, which is still still running today. Um, so I know what it's like to start with nothing and and build something sustainable. Um, so that company's still going. It's called Maverick Energy Consulting. And I started out in the, started that 22 years ago. I started in the natural gas unregulated side of the business um, about 30, about 32 years ago. And so natural gas was, that was back when a lot of things were being deregulated. So natural gas was unregulated in the late 80s. I came into the business of uh, 89, 90 and worked for a few corporations and sold natural gas to large commercial industrial customers. And then um, it was with a couple companies there. And then in 1997, I uh, was one of the executives that was brought into a company in Chicago to start up an unregulated affiliate of the Chicago utility there. So that was a that was great experience because it allowed me to to really build a company without laying my resources on the line. Right. So, was, mm-hmm. um, but I had, but I was, but we were starting, we started from scratch. So that was a great experience. And um, I left there as the vice president of sales and trading and managed um, 20 over, you know, 25 people um, in that. So it, it, that helped me really learn some leadership skills, I would say. Um, and then I started my own small consulting business. We're very small. There's, 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 there's three, I call three and a half because we, we'll outsource other consultants, you know, for different jobs. And what we do is help. It's really a procurement consulting firm. So we help uh, our, our big niche is Indiana school districts where we service close to a hundred school districts in Indiana. And we do so in a consortium fashion where we are their knowledge factor, so to speak, and we help them negotiate contracts and purchase natural gas on the open market. And then we do that a little bit with electric as well, although electric is not as uh, prevalent, uh, deregulated. Uh, it's not Indiana, for instance, but it is in Illinois. Um, Wisconsin has some form of natural gas deregulation, but not electric deregulation. Mm-hmm. So that that's what I do. And I'm fortunate that um, although my customers sitting in Indiana. We have some in Illinois. Uh, we have a few in Ohio. We have a few in Rhode Island. So we kind of go wherever, wherever oh. we need it. Um, but, um, you know, I can do that. Um, you know, broadband is one of my issues right up here, but it's not because of my business, but the broadband's decent enough where I live, where I can still, I can talk to you here on the computer and I can run, you know, my business as I see fit. And then I go to Indiana about, uh, you know, about five times a year. And I, do the old sales trip type of thing. No, but I think from a country standpoint, uh, it's just awful. It's just awful. And it could have been avoided and it's not. And it's in some ways being many ways being done purposefully. And it's all to usher in a, a green energy uh, economy that is, um, I'm not against green. I just don't think it, 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 it can't be just, it, it's gotta be a blend. It's gotta be a mixture of all this. 
it's not feasible. That's not what this administration wants. It's not feasible neither. You know, I can't go out and buy a Tesla and I wouldn't even know where to plug it in at. I mean, that's the other part is that they're not talking about is where are we going to get all the, all of the materials to build all these electric areas where you have to stop and plug in your car or whatever. And I'm really concerned about that. And also, I mean, even Elon Musk is saying we can't just go from boom, shut down and no more gasoline or no more fuel, diesel, anything and go right to electric. It's not going to happen because we don't. The only argument that makes sense, I think it was Senator Senator Johnson or was another. I was watching a show last night. It might not have been him. He was on the same show. So maybe I'm confusing. But so I don't want to quote him. And if it wasn't him, I can't remember the senator. But they really nailed it in that. um, I'm paraphrasing here. And I've heard this argument before. The, The only argument that makes real sense about the green ushering in green is um, if you believe that we are running out of fossil fuel. And ultimately, yeah, yeah. I mean, at some point you may run out out of fossil fuel and everybody has a different opinion on that. Is it 50 years away? Is it 100 years away? But my my point with all that is um, you you can't, again, it's just ushering it in and the damage it's doing to the economy in the near term. And they... If you want green energy ushered in fast, you want to kill fossil fuels fast, and you want fossil fuel prices to be high. Because if you have gasoline at $10 a gallon, you know, it, it just it, it makes your electric vehicle seem more feasible. But what people are forgetting is at the end of the day, whether it's electric, whether you're driving an electric vehicle or you're <clears throat> filling up your gas tank at 10 bucks a gallon, the net result is crushing to the economy. I mean, your, your, your fuel has gone up, whether it's electric, you know, if you could just say, well, electric's not bad because it's, you know, equivalent of $9 a gallon. Well, I still rather have, whether it's electric or fossil fuel, give me it at $2 a gallon. So I guess my point is it should be phased in. It should be a part of the mix, but it just smells so bad how it's being ushered in. And that is, uh, it's just not being done on behalf of the American people. It's, it's being done, I think for, nefarious reasons in in profit reasons and um you know that's been going on for a long time them trying to push this green agenda ever since al gore kind of came out with that uh, inconvenient truth movie yeah which was not really true so no right exactly i mean it just smells that there's investments being made by certain political people or or you know correct you know the one i saw yesterday that was interesting was talked on larry kudlow is that um you know, there, there's, there's, and I think it's the, the GOP Senate wants to investigate what are the ties with Russia and the green, the green movement in America, the green energy movement, because it, it would make sense, you see, because if fossil fuels go up, that helps Russia because their economy is based upon oil. Mm-hmm. So if that goes up, that's good for them. And it, it's good for the greenies too, because if fossil fuel goes up, it makes their electric car seem more feasible. So it's interesting that there's a tie there. If they're going to do something like that, they're going to have to definitely uh, lower the price of vehicles. And, you know, we live in Wisconsin and you know this from just living in northern Wisconsin. I live in central Wisconsin, but where we live, you have to drive. You don't have a choice. We have to drive. And so I I went with my friend. Um, She lives down in the southern part of the state and we went to Tennessee a week or so ago and she has a hybrid that's electric and gas. But she still had to fill it up three times, you know, and it was like $70 each time. It was amazing. But 
um, we, you know, there's, she doesn't have to recharge hers. I'm not real sure how that works. I don't know. And I don't, you know, it's an expensive vehicle. I'm not interested. I stick with what I know and, um, it's probably going to be what I drive for the rest of my life. I hope. Well, but, you know, it, c- it could be phased in than, than forced, right? First of all, it, it makes more sense in, in a metropolitan area, you know, cause it's more feasible in a metropolitan area. That's okay. one you could, you, and the only reason it, it competes at all, and you can go down the solar path. Solar is the same thing. The the only reason those compete is through government subsidy, and what helps them, you know. And if you drive fossil fuel prices up, which was happening today, so the only reason it's attractive is because of governments. If it wasn't for the government subsidy, it wouldn't even, you know, it just there's no economic sense to do it. So if you're going to believe that, well, we want to make sure that there's fossil fuels here for you know 100 years down the road. Okay, I mean, I'm not completely against that, but you could restrict, not restrict, but you could, you could incent fleets. Okay, how about if we just subsidize, and I'm not big into subsidies politically to begin with, but let's just for argument's sake say, we'll subsidize school bus fleets to, mm-hmm. to, to go electric. We'll subsidize, you know, metropolitan bus services. Okay, that's a start, right? And you're not wasting taxpayer money everywhere. It's just if you will, waste it on that area, but okay, you're inching into it. You could incent maybe, uh, I don't know. Okay. If you, if, if they can do it, you know, cross country trucking, you know, if that's you, my point is there's a probably a logical way to do this and have everybody somewhat in agreement, but it's just being railroaded down our throats and so quickly and, and, and it's damaging to the economy and it, you know, it doesn't make sense. Well, I think one of the things issues with it also is the fact that we talk about how, we want to help out the people that are less fortunate. Who does this hurt the most? The less fortunate. Less fortunate. The gas prices, the inflation, and I don't think that's going to go away anytime real soon. I was shocked the day that my husband and I went to a grocery store and amazed that this woman who checked us out, she checked us out real fast, and then she said, $164.08 for $94 worth of food. And I turned around because I was like, you know, doing something. I turned around. I go, what did you just say? And she said it again. And Ed was like, wow. And she goes, I know how much this stuff is supposed to cost. She said, I I just can't believe what's happening right now. And also stated to, told us, I said, well, how are families doing? And she said, it's tough. You see people taking things back, you know? And Yeah, it's sad. It's all tied. A lot of that's tied to fuel. You know, inflation's a part of it, but a lot of that's tied to fuel. I was in Marketplace, you know, Hayward last night, the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I went in with, uh, yeah, you got the big carts and you got the small carts. I'm like, well, yeah. I don't need a lot. I'm just going to take the small cart. And I filled it up maybe half, maybe a little more than half. 60% of the cart filled up. And I, it was $184. And I was like, what? Yeah, that's <laughs> I crazy. I can a few things, you know? Yeah, right. That's, yeah. And it is shocking when you see it. I mean, I'm even seeing it with like, I don't drink milk, but Ed does. So he drinks it like crazy. So, you know, buying this milk and I'm like, wow, I can't believe how much this has gone up and just looking at prices of meat. Wow. You know, you're just going, what the heck? Bacon. I mean, holy cow. <laughs> Trying to buy some applewood smoked bacon is like, yeah. you're going to chop your arm off for it or something. So I do think this is affecting families. I mean, Ed and I are fine. We'll be okay. But, yeah. you know, I, I am concerned about my community and I am concerned locally for people. And, you know, Sawyer County already has a tough gig. I mean, Sawyer County, economically, it can be a tough place to live. Uh, we have a lot of service. You have a lot of service people, you know, service yes. industry. 
a lot of gas stations, more gas stations than anywhere I think I've ever lived. It's, it's a vacation stop. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And, and that's wonderful. It's a great place. It's beautiful. But there are things that do affect the families around there. I mean, when you have parents, you know, that are working two jobs and both of them are working at a quick trip or a holiday or something, and maybe at a, at a restaurant and they're not making as much, you know, I mean, they're working, they're doing a great job and they're trying the best they can. But then all of a sudden they're hit with all this too. And it's very difficult. And I do think, you know, uh, you'll know once you get on the county board that um, people, people need a lot of help in that area. And yeah. I do, I've always felt really um, bad about that. I've always thought, you know, I wish there was more I could do. I tried to do the best I could when I lived there and it's a tough gig. And I just think the county board does put up with a lot of that too. And um, it's difficult. Human resources there, it's it's stretched very thin. Well, that, you, know, that, that, yeah, you know, what happened well, yeah, with uh, the entertainment business, you're still seeing, I think it's recovered a little bit as far as people, well, we'll see this summer, right? Because it's the off season right now, but mm-hmm. getting people to work at their restaurants and, and things like that, they just, the restaurants are open and they haven't been able to, to staff it correctly. And I guess my one hope would be for Sawyer County, we'll see this summer, maybe, you know, I'm trying to, I always try to find the silver lining in things. Maybe the, um, the rise in fuel prices will, you know, cause that's an effect your plane tickets too. So may, mm-hmm. maybe they'll get people to say, well, we still want to go on vacation, but instead of flying somewhere, we'll, uh, we'll just drive it up to Hayward. So hopefully, you know, it's going to be more expensive than for to drive to Hayward, right? So I don't know if that's going to hurt the the tourism or or not, but maybe maybe it'll even itself out if people can't fly places and they choose the vacation in Sawyer County um, instead of flying somewhere. I don't know, but it's right. uh, it's, got, it's going to continue to be this way. I think from an energy standpoint, and you got you know the Congress keeps printing money, and it's uh, mm-hmm. it's just the, it's the it's the perfect storm that's just coming together and. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to be yeah. conspiratorial, but it's almost like you, you could only do this if you wanted to do this. I kind of feel <laughs> the same way. So we're trying to do it. <laughs> right. And here's what, you know, like years ago when, when we had the gas increase, I think it was like 2006, 2000, somewhere around in there. Yep. And, but we didn't have the food inflation. We didn't have that prices. Right. So people still could travel, you know, and you're right. They didn't take the airplanes because the tickets went up so much because of the fuel. So they did come up and, I just think that um, I hope that happens this summer. I don't know how it went this year with the snowmobilers because, you know, if you if you have a bad snowmobiler year and then, like you said, the um, industry being hit with not enough people wanting to work. I just saw I think it was on LinkedIn, actually, where LP put a big thing out there about um, looking for people, too. And usually yeah. LP never has to look for people there. You know, there's people all over right. that want to go. Right. It's covered a job here. Right. Yeah, exactly. It is. So, and when, I'm sorry, people out there, we're talking about Louisiana Pacific and it's a huge industry in, in Hayward. And, um, it's always been, I mean, like, like he said, the coveted place to go work and that's how people, because they have great benefits and right. you have good job available for people maybe that are in skilled labor that, um, maybe aren't looking for office work or something, but, or, or service work, you know, working in a service industry, uh, uh, hospitality is what we would call it, I guess, there. That's what I always called it. Yep. And I think we are very hospitable in that area. It's a very hospitable area. I always loved that people are just genuine and kind in most places, no matter where you go. You know, you can go to Artbeat, you can go to West Dairy, you can go to 
any gas station, anything. Everybody's always pretty friendly. It's really special that way, isn't it? And that's one yeah. thing I've always noticed because I've, um, you know, through business, I, I tour a lot of uh, small towns just driving through and, and things like that. Um, but as far as small towns go, boy, it's just there's something special up here. I don't know if you and I talked about it, but everybody, for the most part, is super nice. I think part of it because it is the hospitality business. So the locals are accustomed to outsiders. and you know, I get a little razzing every now and then, uh, friendly razzing that I'm from Illinois, but you know, they, they don't, they'll, they'll kind of check you out, but they, they, they make a quick assessment. If they, they think you're a good person, they're good with you. You don't have to be, you know, fifth generation Sawyer County to be, um, welcomed here. And I think no, that's, no. that's not like that in all small towns across the country. No, it's really not. There's many small towns that takes you years you can live there for years or, or you move out and they'll say, oh, that was the low bar house. <laughs> and it'll well, be right. It'll take years. And even then they, you're still going to be brandished with, well, you're not from here. Right. Know. Exactly. Yes. And it is interesting, especially when you ask for, uh, for directions somewhere, you know, well, you go down this way and then you turn left at the uh, so-and-so's yeah. barn, the Roberts barn. And then you go and you're like, Whose barn? I don't even know where that is. So well, yeah, so it's really a melting pot here, right? So you've got you've got the um, you got the the I'll call them the locals that are accustomed through their whole life because it's this has been a you know vacation fishing, absolutely you know, all that stuff for so long, and so they're accustomed to that. They they know why that's good for the community. You also have a a blend of Illinois people, Minnesota people that come to live here. So it's you know what I mean? It's just not, it's, it's a, it's a melting pot it in a, a good way. And, I and totally that, so, agree. You know, I, I, I would say, you know, not half the time, but a third of the time, you know, well, where are you from? I'm from Illinois. Where are you from? I'm from Minnesota. I mean, it's, you know, then uh, well, I'm from Hayward, but it's, uh, mm -hmm. it's a nice it's melting pot. And I think that makes a good mix um, for the most part. We have to, we know how Illinois and Minnesota, we talked about that, how they, how they think politically, but uh, I had a call, you know, speaking of getting calls. So my, my campaign card has my number on it. I got a phone call from a guy in my district and he just asked me a few questions. He says, well, good. I, I like those answers. I'm going to vote for you. He says, uh, I moved here six months ago. I'm from Minnesota. I said, oh, why did you, why did you leave Minnesota? He goes, well, I don't really like their politics down there. I said, well, welcome, welcome, you know, welcome here. We want, we want that type of growth here in Sawyer County. But in the middle of something. So I forgot right where we were, John. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I forgot how we were going to wrap. We were, uh, we were just talking about being genuine. and, and um, Right. That's People treated each other and how we need to get back on track and just learn to uh, talk to everyone and anyone and agree to disagree on many issues. And with that, I'm going to say, uh, John, it was a pleasure speaking to you. And I'm going to let you have the last word. You can talk about whatever you want. And I really do hope that you can move forward on the county board because I think you would be a, a great choice and someone who would stand up for Sawyer County values. And I think that's probably the most important, sticking to our local people and sticking to people who will stand up for our values. And I think that's so important in today's world. Well, th thanks and for having me. Um, I've enjoyed our conversation. And um, I guess I would just finish with... Um, if I'm fortunate enough to get on the board, I will do uh, what is right for my district. I will do what's right for, for, for my county. And in the end, I'll just, I can't stress it enough. I guess I'll, I'll leave it with how I talked a lot during the interview itself about the importance of being involved locally. Local is our last stand, so to speak. And that's the area where we have influence. 
there's many different ways. I won't reiterate them again of how you can be involved locally, um, but it's important. And, and if you, I think if more people get involved locally, we will have better government. We'll have better society. Politics is, you know, has a nasty connotation to it. Part of it well-deserved. You know, at least my experience in Wisconsin, most politicians are good people. You can't say that for other states, but um, I think they're good people. But politics has a negative connotation because all it takes is a few bad apples to uh, to, to spoil, the, spoil the barrel, as they say. And I was talking to another local candidate last night, and I'll maybe just end on this. And he was kind of saying that I never thought I'd be involved in politics because I hate it. I said, thank you for being involved. It's because good people like you have not been involved that that negative connotation has perpetuate itself, you know, among society. And then good people sit on the sidelines because it's a, it's a nasty, nasty connotation. So get locally involved. Hopefully I can get more locally involved with this uh, county board run. And I appreciate your time. I thank you so much for um, offering to be interviewed and for speaking your mind and also for standing up because it is admirable and honorable definitely to stand up and it's not always easy. Just like you said, you're going to field many phone calls and you're going to have a learning curve and it's not su super easy, but it is something that we need more people to stand up to do. And I'm going to con continue to keep fighting this way, get my voice out there and get everyone else's voice out there as much as I can. So what, what I'll do next, John, is I will edit and I will get it out there as much as I can and you can share it with whomever and Excellent. whatever you want. I um I share my podcast via my website too, so I, it'll be on there, and also um, LinkedIn. Let's just keep on fighting for what we're fighting for. <laughs>